What is the parasha teaching us this week? Perhaps we can come into a Rosh Hashanah as a different person. So I want to concentrate towards the end of the parasha and Shishi, Perikalamad Posugidalaf. Where the Torah says, Ki mitzvah azois, it's not far. It's not in heaven. It's on the other side of the sea. Torah tells us this week we're dealing with a mitzvah which is very close to us. It's not far away. It's not one of those mitzvahs. It's difficult to attain. It's not one of those hard mitzvahs. It's not the difficult one. It's an easy one. Simple mitzvah. That's close by. It's very, very close to you. What are we dealing with? Which mitzvah is so easy, which mitzvah is so close to us, which mitzvah is so easily attainable on this Erev Rosh Hashanah Tovshin Ayin Tes. So I would like to read, first of all, there's a Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch and Aruchayim tells us that Alochi is that this week's parasha, parashas Natsavim, is always read right before Rosh Hashanah. The Shal is if it goes together with Vayelech as well. But Nitzavim always comes before Rosh Hashanah. There's a message. There's a reason that Nitzavim comes right before Rosh Hashanah. And I want to read to you Ramban. The Ramban, again, Periklamet, Hosugir Aleph. And the Ramban reveals to us something which is incredible for our lives at this moment of time. And the Ramban says as follows, Ki mitzvah zois, Says the Rambam, sorry, I'll call that Torah Kula. It's going on everything. Even though the Torah says, Ki mitzvah hazois, this mitzvah. Says the Rambam, of course, it refers to all of Torah. All of 613 mitzvahs, everything's included, everything's korot, everything's easy, nothing's rochik, nothing's far. Continues the Rambam. Aval! Says the Ramban, HaMitzvah Hazois. If you want to know when the Torah in this week's parasha says, this mitzvah is easy. This mitzvah is not hard, this mitzvah is not far away, it's not in Shemaim, it's not in Eva Yagam. It's right here. Korah, it's very close to us. Says the Ramban, you know what it's referring to? al Hatshuva. It's talking about Tshuva. It's talking about the mitzvah of Tshuva. How beautiful. Erev Rosh Hashanah. Tav Shanayin Tess, here it is. The Ramban tells us, if you want to know, the Avoida, right now, tomorrow, the next day, up until Sunday night, and obviously including, first day of Asesame is this mitzvah, is the mitzvah that's the closest mitzvah to you. So close. Very interesting. That's how the Ramban learns Pshat. And the question is, is that really true? Is Tshuva really so easy? Is it so simple? Is it so close to us? Is it something that we can all just do? Or maybe not. So I want to read to you one of the most famous Rambans, Rambams 
Where the Rambam says, and again, this is something which is quoted many times during Elul, something that we learn at this time of year, this is the Zman to learn this Rambam. And let's see from the Rambam if he agrees with the Ramban. The Rambam says, Constantly crying in front of the Rabbi Nishalalam. Constantly crying. Constantly doing tshuva. You change your name. I'm not the same person. You know, that, you know the person that did the Avera? It's not me. I'm, I'm a different guy. Polim Chadoshes Bolakan. I'm a totally different person. Ve'eni oisa ish she'oisa oisa amaisim u'meshana maisav kulam l'toyve. You change your entire actions to be good or l'derek yishara. Continues the Rambam. I'm not going to go through all the shoyness. Not only does tshuva mean that we have to change our entire act our entire self, our entire name to be a different person. But paskins the Rambam lahalacha lemaisa that the Rabbeinu Shloyla b'chvoido v'atzmai has to be made that you will never do this Avera again. Rabbi said, let me ask you a question. It's under 120 hours before we stand in front of the Rabbeinu Shloyla on Yom Hadin. Is anybody ready? Is anybody ready? Can anybody honestly stand up and say, yeah, no problem. <laughs> no problem! Walk into shore. I've got my new interlinear art scroll machsa. Not just the machsa. I bought all the latest storybooks from art scroll. I'm fully ready. I'm loaded. Rosh Hashanah, let's go. Let's hear the shaifa. Are we ready? Less than 120 hours. Have we done shuva? I'm not going to go through the room, but has anybody stand, can anybody honestly say to themselves, I've done tshuva. I'm a new person. I'm a totally different person than who I was before. I'm ready for Rosh Hashanah. I'm ready to be judged for my life. Because that's what Rosh Hashanah is, right? Not just the year, the entire lifetime. Everything. Every action. Every maisa that happens to you, to your family, to your friends, to everyone is on Rosh Hashanah. This is Shuva, says the Rambam. And says the Ramban on this week's parasha, it's the easiest thing in the world. It's the mitzvah. Hazois, when the Torah says the mitzvah, it's too much Shuva. It's so easy. Really? Is Shuva that easy? Because if it was that easy, maybe all of us would say, we've done it. <laughs> no problem. We're ready to go. We've done Shuva. We're a different person. I don't think it's so simple. And the reason is, and that's often what happens to us when it comes to this time of year, it comes to Elul, we hear the shofar in the beginning, we get to Selichus, we're all inspired, Hashem Hashem, gets closer to Rosh Hashanah, we're thinking about our meals, where are we eating, do they have good food, do they, I don't know, do they serve good food, we have to check it out, right, do they serve good food, what type of dessert do they serve, how many types of hors d'oeuvres, main courses, that, that's, Baruch Hashem, that's on our mind, that's important. To know where we're eating and if they serve good food or not. Can anybody stand up and say they've done tshuva? Can anybody stand up and say we're ready for Yaimadin? And the average person can't because it's difficult. Look at the Rambam. You're not the same person, you changed. You're a different name. I'm not the same person that did the Abbey. I'm a totally different person. 
And the problem is that when we read this Rambam, we think to ourselves, oh my gosh, forget about it. It's just not worth it. It's not me. It's not the gay to me. And they let the opportunity of a Yomim Noroim slip through their fingers. And yeah, we go through, the, of course, we go through the motions. We say slichas. And we stand in Shul on Rosh Hashanah. And we try to get into it. We go through the motions. We do what we have to do. But Shuva? How many people can get up and say, ah, I did Shuva this year. Or are we waiting for the first Simcha Spesa Sheiva? I heard they're great, by the way, in Eretz Yisrael. It's unbelievable. I've already figured out a whole schedule where I'm going to be going. I know where Shwek is playing. I already know where Baruch Levine is going to be. I can figure out exactly where Yishai Reba is going to be. I'm going to be by all of them. Plus the ones in Meishayim. I figured it all out. As long as we get... Once in Kippur is done, ah, we can, we can breathe. We're not down our backs with this Shuba business anymore. I can relax and I can enjoy my life. So many people go through this because tshuva is not nagaya to me. It's too difficult. That's the error. Bring on Marshall. You have a businessman that's doing very well in his business, making a lot of money. Tremendous big company. And he goes through some hard times. Stocks are falling. Things are not going the way they should. He's losing money. He's firing workers. All of a sudden, he's lost everything. He doesn't know where to turn. So somebody says to him, why don't you just declare bankruptcy? Forget it. You owe people money. Your suppliers, this one, that one. Just say you're bankrupt. Finished. But he knows that that's a cop-out. Because legally it might work. He's a frumid. He understands that Allah that means nothing. And not even that. He understands that the hatred and, and, and the feelings that his suppliers and his creditors are going to have towards him are not going to just disappear when he just says, oh, I'm bankrupt. He says, I want to be better than that. And he goes to his creditors and says, listen, I can't pay the money right now, but I'm telling you, give me a couple of months. Please, maybe reduce the, 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 the debts. I'll be able to pay it back. I'll borrow some money. I'll figure it out. I'll pay you every single month, $10. Eventually, we'll get it done. Such a person is a person that you can see is working towards his goal and he's going to be successful again. And the same thing happens to us. We look at the calendar. Here it is. It's Elul. Tosh Hashanah, it's from Kippur, under 120 hours, it's Elul. And we look at it and we feel to ourselves, oh my gosh, we go through every Avera that we've done. And don't worry, the Rabbani Shalom's got it all written down. It's all recorded. Every single speech, every single look, every, every, every move that you made, it's all there. It's all right up there, waiting to be judged. And you think to yourself, forget it, it's over, there's nothing I can do. I'm not interested. I'm going to declare spiritual bankruptcy. It's over. The answer is no. That's not what the Rebunshim wants. That's not the way. The way is to do as we said in the Marshall. Is to come to the Rebunshim and say, Rebunshim, I can't, I don't know if I can manage everything. I'm doing this, this, this. I'm going to a list and this and this. I need every finger of every guy in the room to go and count every Avera. Forget it. It's over. Amiyash. Or we can say, Rebunshim, we just want to try. We're just going to try just a little bit. We're going to be macabre on ourselves something. And again, at this point, all of us should have taken upon something on ourselves. But if it hasn't been done, maybe this is a great time to think about what we can be macabre on ourselves. Because the Rabbi Shalom sees the small step and he says, Ah, this is a person that's working towards the goal of success. The Rabbi wants us to be perfect. But guess what? It might take 400 years and we probably will die before we become perfect. But we're trying. 
And according to our cheshbon, if we lived 400 years, we would be perfect. So the idea is to try and to show the Rabbeinu Shalolam that you can do it. That's kikori v'ilecha adova It's close to because every person can try. Every person has within him the strength to be able to say, Rabbeinu Shalolam, everything I can't do. Something I can do. I'm going to take one thing. I'm going to take something small. So that is number one of an idea that we should be having at this moment of time to understand the Ramban in this week's parasha. But it goes further than that as well. The definition of tshuva. What does it mean? We've said this a number of times already. But tshuva doesn't mean to repent, it means to return. And people think, I can't do tshuva because I won't be at tzaddik. The answer is you were never tzaddik to begin with, how are you returning back to being at tzaddik? So what is the definition of tshuva? The definition of tshuva means to go back to your original struggle. You know, sometimes we have a struggle in life. Should we or should we not? Should we or should we not? You know, we've got that in our head. You've got the little, you know, little image of the guy with, you know, dressed in red with the you know, little nostrils and the smoke coming out of him and with the spear. This is the guy telling you, yeah, you should, you should go, you should go, you should go, you should look, you should look, you should say it, you should say it. Then you've got the guy on the white a little smoke around him in a circle. He's on the other side. And he's telling you, no, don't do it. It's not worth it. And you're backwards and forwards. Do I get out of bed? Do I not get out of bed? What do I do? It's a struggle. At one point in your life, it no longer becomes a struggle. You just give in and you continue doing that there again and again. You know what tshuva is? To return to the original struggle. To being a tzaddik, we're not going to be. But something to go back to the original struggle so that we can now determine should we or should we not. Not that it's obvious that I do it. Take for example something which is not Nagaya, but that we can think of the idea at least. Coming late to Davening. Sometimes we get to the stage where it's not even a Shaila. Well, I should come on time. <laughs> it's not Nagaya. It's not even our dictionary. It's not Nagaya to us. We, we always walk in 10 minutes late. Whatever it may be. But the point is, it was no longer a struggle. It was. Now it's not. Tshuva means to return to the struggle of yes and no. But boys, there's a big fahir. You know, people take fahirs, people take exams. People are nervous. I have a fahir in a yeshiva. What are they going to ask me? I have to prepare myself. And we'll sit for hours and hours and hours because maybe they'll ask me this question. Or maybe I won't get in. We're all going to be through that bechina, through that exam in under 120 hours. We're going to go through the exam of our lives. Not just the yeshiva, but the exam of our lives. What type of life are you going to have? Mishra Reisman once said, he remembers saying with Moshe, with Moshe Feinstein Zatzal, used to tell the Talmudim and the yeshiva, Rabbi Isai, you could be G'daylim. Each and every one of you could be G'daylim. You could be Tzadikim. You could be G'daylim. It's unbelievable. And he said now, fast forward a few years, we're living in a generation that people get depressed. And we tell them, it's okay. The Bonisham loves you. Whatever you do is fine. Everything's great. Because people can't cope. People can't cope with being told anything. Therefore, they don't realize that. Ramayisha had to convince them to be a goggle. And if not, then oivavoy. Now, whatever you do is fine. Because people don't realize that it takes a struggle. It takes difficulty. And that's what it is. And that's the only way to get anywhere is a little bit of difficulty. We want, as we saw, Salat famously said, we want to finish Shas and sleep a full night's sleep, not including the bagel on a Friday night. 
We want to be able to finish us and have all the luxuries and all of our time and all of our sleep and we want everything. No, no. It's a struggle. It takes effort. And that's what tshuva is. Tshuva is something that takes effort. You know, if you have a garment, an expensive garment that gets dirty, what do you do? Take it to dry cleaners. You know, there's a dry cleaners here in Eretz Yisrael. I don't want to give anyone ideas. But there's a dry cleaners in Rechavia, which I'm not going to mention the name. They didn't pay me for the advertising. But there are people, that, according to them, there are people that come from the entire Yerushalayim to this dry cleaners, from all over. Even though there's a dry cleaner on almost every corner of Yerushalayim. Because this one is supposed to be special. It doesn't ruin the clothing. It doesn't crease it. It doesn't, I don't know what it doesn't do. But it doesn't do it to whatever it is. And I thought to myself, isn't that unbelievable? You know, you buy yourself an expensive suit. You're going to go stop to some dry cleaners. Ah, I'm going to ruin my suit. It's a beautiful suit, right? I want to take it to a hosh of a dry cleaners. Because it has to get out the stain. Not just the stain on the outside, but from the inside. Rabbi Sai, all of our neshamas are so beautiful on the inside. We're covered with layers upon layers of clothing that are dirty. Comes this time of the year and it's a very delicate, delicate, delicate type of clothing. We have to cleanse the clothing. We have to cleanse what we have. But there's another thing as well. Not just the struggle. Not just the understanding of what tshuva is and how we can attain it. It does go further. We know. There's a Gemara in the Zohar Yitzayin of Aleph. With the Maisa. With Elezah ben Dudai. Without going into all the details. I think most people are familiar with the Maisa. It was a man. Mole Taivas. He went around the world. Looking for every Zaina that he could find. And the Gemara tells us he went from place to place to some exotic places in the world to find every Zaina that he could find to have not. Until eventually he found that there was one Zaina in the middle of who knows where. And he never experienced, and he's going to go there. And he went there, and he traveled there. Without going to all the details, during the Maisei past wind, and she said to him that just like this wind will never return into your body, you'll never do tshuva. I mean, as we know, the Gemara Chazal tell us clearly, he stopped, put his head between his knees, and he cried himself till he died. The Paschal came out, he was zoicha to tshuva. Reb Chaim Freelander's Atzal and Chaim brings down this mice, and he said, he heard from an Odom Godel Admoid. You saw Godel shal Odom. That, you know, it's the nature of a person when things are not going well, to blame it on somebody else. We've always got who to blame on. It's not my fault. It's my Rebbe in ninth grade. If he would have done things differently, I would be different. It's my parents' fault. It's my neighbor, my Chavrusa. We can always blame on somebody else. But we have to realize at some point that it all comes down to us. As one of the presidents of America once had a sign on his desk... The buck stops here. It ends right here on this desk. And sometimes we have to realize the buck ends by us. Yes, we can blame this one. We can blame that one. But it's us. We can't say, well, we're doing our various. What do you want? That's how I grew up. That's what I saw at home. That's what I saw in my school. No, no, no. It's all us. They say about many Gedolim, but one of the Gedolim of Naftali Amsterdam that once said, that if he would have the head of the Shagis Ari, the heart of the Yishoyed Vishayish Vavoida, and the Midas of the Biskarov, Mamish, then he'd be able to serve the Rabbani Shalaylam. His Rebbe was listening and said, No, no, no. Naftali, you have your head, your heart, and your Midas. 
That's the way the Rabbi Nisham created you. What you have is what you need. So now serve the Rabbi Nisham. That was going on. Said Rabbi Chaim Freelander that Rabbi Ezra ben Dudoy made all the excuses until he realized it's all about himself. And that's what we have to realize. There was a Hasidic Rebbe and his son went off the derech. And he would show up to every tish of this Rebbe with jeans, t-shirt, all the earrings, the whole business. And the Hasidim were very upset. It's not good for the Hasidus. It's a busha, it's an embarrassment for the Rebbe to see such a, a son in such a way. He shows up to the tish in such a manner. They couldn't bear it. The Hasidim couldn't take it. But none of them had the guts to go to the Rebbe and ask him, please, maybe tell your son not to show up. Maybe tell him to dress differently. Maybe tell him not to come. Nobody had the guts. It was coming up to Yomim Naraim, a time where thousands of Hasidim were going to show up at the court of this Rebbe. And the Hasidim said, enough's enough. There's no way we can allow the Busha, the embarrassment of the Rebbe, to take such a thing. We need to tell him, please tell your son, maybe to go somewhere else for Yomim Naraim. What an embarrassment it is for the Hasidus. So they put together a committee of Jews of the Hasidim of the Rebbe and they said, you're going to go. And they had to get together and they go outside the Rebbe's door. And as they're outside the Rebbe's door, before they have the guts to knock on the door, they hear the Rebbe almost crying, almost shouting. And the Rebbe says, Rabbi Shalaylam, please forgive my Hasidim. I know that not everything is always right in the community. I know that your children don't always act properly, whether it's money matters or how they treat each other, bin Adam they don't always do the right thing. But look, Rabbi Nishram, I have a son, and this son also isn't going in the right derech. But I don't distance him, and I keep him close. I overlook his sins, I hold him close to me. Rabbi Nishram, look over the sins of your dear children, hold them close. And the people that were standing outside the Rebbe's door said, we can no longer go inside. Once we heard that, Rabbi said, Rabbi Nishram, loves us and he just wants us to be close but he also wants us to try he wants us to try that just little bit they say a mice of a yid a boy that just got his driving license and he's excited he finally got his driving license in the middle of the night he's going to take his father's brand new car whatever it was, whatever model it was, brand new car, beautiful, gorgeous car, convertible car. Middle of the night, father won't know a thing. He's going to take him for a little spin. Three o'clock in the morning, he tiptoes out, takes the keys, goes inside, meets one of his friends, pre-arranged meeting, and off they go. Ah, what beautiful cruise control. They've got the air conditioning going. The songs, it's mamish oilam haba. And they're whizzing around town until... A terrible crash. And he crashes into a truck. Terrible situation. An ambulance comes to rush him to the hospital. And after a number of hours, they take him to the operating theater, to the table. And the doctor, unknown to the son, who was unconscious at the time, but the doctor that was treating the son was none other than his father himself. His father was a surgeon. His father had a shift that time, he had no idea. Obviously he had to take a taxi. And there he is, his father standing over his son. And you can imagine that the father could say, My son, how do you do that to me? You take my car, you smash it up. Now you want me to help you. Now you want me to do surgery. Now you want me to help to save your life. No. But that's not what a father does. The father embraces his son 
knowing everything that he did, but you're my son, and I love you, and I'll do everything for you. And that's exactly what's going on. Comes Elul, comes Rosh Hashanah. Yes, it's hard. Yes, there's so much. But stand up between yourself and do tshuva. Think about what you can be mekabal. Think about what you can take upon yourself. Something small that shows the Rabbi Nishram you just want to get slightly closer to him. And I'll end with one last thing. A wealthy banker in America contracted a shatran, a famous shatran, to find a shidduch for his daughter. And he said, I don't want just a shidduch. I want a boy that's the top boy. A boy with a balmidas, balchesed, mamish, alamailas. All the money, don't worry. Forget about the money. Money is no object. Just find me a shidduch for my daughter. So the shatran goes and finds the most incredible boy, unbelievable catch. And they sit together before the engagement is announced, this wealthy banker and this simple Jew. And the wealthy banker says, don't worry, I've got a house for them, I've got two cars, I'll be supporting them on a daily basis, and I'm going to be putting a lot of money in an investment that they'll be able to live off the rest of their lives. And he turns to the future Mechotan and he says, tell me, what are you going to give? He says, what am I going to give? <laughs> I'm giving you my son. That's incredible. I'm giving you my son. He says, no, that's not good enough. I'm a man of principle. You've got to pay something. $10,000. $10,000. I, I, you know I can't afford that. $10,000. And you know what? I'm a man of principle so much that if you don't give me the $10,000, there's no shirach. Not happening. There's going to be no engagement. This guy doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know who to turn to. He says, don't worry, you'll have friends, you'll figure it out, you'll find the money. A day later, the banker gets a knock on his door. And it's the future Mechutan. He opens the door and says, oh, that's incredible, you found the money. He says, no, I didn't find the money. But my dear banker, my dear friend, I have a question for you. I have a wonderful shidduch suggestion for my son. What a shame to make it go waste. Please, can I please borrow from you $10,000? Rabbi Sai, we come to Rosh Hashanah. Not only do we have to do tshuva, but we ask the Rabbi Nishalaylam to help us to do tshuva. That's what we ask from the Rabbi Nishalaylam. We say, Rabbi Nishalaylam, don't just forgive us. But help us to do tshuva. Rabbi Isai, at this time, a few days before Yom Adin, a few days before we're standing in front of the Rabbi Shalom, coronating the king, Melech Malchei Amlochim, perhaps we should take a few minutes in our lives. As the Ramban says, It's so close to you, it's so easy. Because you take something small. You take something small upon yourself. And that the Rabbi Nishalom looks upon as someone one of my children that wants to become close to me, the Rabbi Shalom should give us the Atta Dishmaya Be'ez Hashem, the Dutshuva, to be able to come to Yom Hadin as cool people. Go ahead.